The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Dex with the I Am Pits podcast, and I'm back for another episode. And I'll go ahead and say it right now. Um, pardon me for if you hear any noise in the background. My little woke nephew is a uh, yes. I said that my woke nephew staying over for a couple days, and he doesn't understand the podcast, and apparently he doesn't understand pronouns and genders either for how they're supposed to be used comes from a different household and an environment that we than we have here in the Pitts house. But I told him, look here, little Negro, you're going to be in this house. You're going to refer to man, men and me as he. And you're going to refer to your auntie as she. You're going to refer to your nephew, DJ, as he. And you're going to refer to your your cousin, Brooklyn, as she. You know, what I mean, <laughs> oh, this is so funny because it's going right along with uh, everything we're going to talk about this podcast. But I. Remember, I said something about his mama one time, and I was like, yeah, she, he was like, it's not she, it's they. I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I need to adopt you and just bring you into the fold. You need to be here permanently. <laughs> and the thing is, he's a great kid, man. He really is. Loves the police, but his mother, y'all heard me talk about it on the podcast. His mother has tried to convince him that the police are evil, and she doesn't like the cops. But she didn't mind when I saved her ass on that traffic stop at the mall parking lot a couple months back. I talked about it on the podcast either, though. So, yeah, man. Hey, what can I say? Family matters. But, man, so it's good to be back. A little tired still. Every time I get on, I seem to be tired. But I'm working, working a ton extra hours, man. I'm out here crushing it, trying to get ahead of the economy and the world collapsing and the U.S. dollar collapsing and everybody's going crazy and going mad. So I'm working my butt off right now to get the rest of my debts paid off. Because y'all know, I've told y'all, I'm a Dave Ramsey guy, man. We love Dave Ramsey. But, you know, something came to me the other day, man. Um, I'm sitting out here working um, down here at Cisco in Louisville because they're having these protests. And I didn't know that the job I was doing was a protest that they were having. And these people out here, you know, protesting for fair wages and, you know, want better treatment and, better benefits and I understand that but I'm just sitting here watching these people protest making getting paid pretty well to be there and, I, and then it just hit me like the other day I was just like man I'm tired and I don't want to be here I mean that's most days you know as a police officer I love my job yo but when you're on your days off and you're actually working and you should be home I just thought to myself like man this is my last year in my 30s coming up I turned 39 in May, I'll be 39 years old. You know, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, where has the time gone? And I just started thinking about my 30s, like, man, this, you know, what I'm doing now and how I'm working, like, I don't want to be this guy, this cop, this officer, this father, this husband that, you know, still working to pay off debt and, you know, to get, you know, to get my family financially secure and in a better spot by the time I'm 40. I don't want to be working like this when I'm 40 and 50. You know, and, and I understand that I am where I am because we were at a point where we were debt free. But, you know, when you go go off chasing dreams across the country to become a federal agent, 
You know, things cost in this life and chasing dreams cost. And I you know I chased a dream. I caught it. But you no, know, like what expense? And, you know, I'm not going to say I regret it. But man, who that credit card bill, bro, it's almost gone, though. Almost gone. No, but I'm also working a bunch of hours so I can buy stuff from my sponsor, sponsor, Gunfighter Trading Company. Y'all know what it is already. Man, go to Gunfighter Trading Company and get yourself some merch. Get you one of those great, awesome T-shirts they have. Get you some candles, man. The NCO candle, which is I'm burning right now as I'm sitting here. The goat's milk, uh, the goat's milk soap, phenomenal. Everything about Gunfighter Trading Company is just, man, they're they're, they're spectacular. And I just want to say, when they blow up and they get big, I'm going to be able to say, yo, I was one of their first sponsors. And, hey, I've been here with these guys from the beginning. Phenomenal group of guys doing some great work. So make sure you go get your merch at gunfightertradingcompany.co. And also, I want to go ahead and put this out there as well about Gunfighter Trading Company and my relationship with them and how I'm doing things, man. Just so you all know, I'm pushing their product because I believe in their product and I believe them as a company, man. It's I think what they're doing is great. I want them to be bigger than Black Rifle. I, I just love what they're doing. But just want you all to know, I don't get any money from Gunfighter Trading Company. I don't get any kickback. I'm just a guy. I was like, hey, I want y'all to be my sponsor. And they was like, hey, we'll send you some candles. I'm like, hey, bro, that's cool. And so I just say, no, I don't get any kickback, man. I don't get no money from Gunfighter Trading Company. I'm not selling you all stuff so I can make money. I'm not a modern day influencer who's trying to influence you to buy stuff so I can get paid. No, everything I do on this podcast is free. And more more so, everything I do in this podcast costs me money. So <laughs> if anything, I'm in the negative doing this podcast. But that's why I work hard, too, so I could do this podcast and I don't have to get on here and try to sell you all my own personal merch and all this stuff. Because man, every time you get on social media, there's somebody trying to get into your pocket, an influencer or whoever, you know, support me, donate me, cash out me. And I said that, you know, personally. I, that's the type of guy in the podcast realm and the law enforcement realm that I don't want to be. You have a million people on social media and these podcasts fighting for your attention and your dollars and your wallet. And I don't want the I am Pitts podcast in myself to be another person. You got to think about trying to support, you know, if I'm going to sell you anything, it's going to be a book and that's it. Or I'm going to tell you, Hey, there's this great company out here. I think you all would like, they got a great product and they really do. Hey, Go buy some merch and support them. That's it. But I want to let you all know, I don't get any kickback. All right. You know, the only thing I get is the satisfaction of knowing that I'm helping a small business grow, hopefully into something big and something major. Like I said, I want to be there and be like, man, I remember when those guys were just starting and I was there at the get go. And also, I have a lot of new followers, man. A lot of new followers coming to the podcast from my uh, I am Pitt's Instagram page. And so I wanted to give a message to all my new followers out there. If you're listening, let me go ahead and tell y'all. I know you all are at my page because you saw this phenomenal video of my son on my I am Pitts one Instagram page of my son that drew a Mickey Mouse with a jetpack, quote unquote jetpack <laughs> in the driveway that looked a lot like a, a penis. Yes, it's a man penis, not a trans penis. Man, that boy's video, I mean, I posted it a couple of weeks ago and I just thought it'd be something great and funny for people to watch. And, you know, it's just hilarious. I thought my friends and family would absolutely love it. And they did. But 
I don't know what happened, dude. And I just woke up one day and man, this thing just took off. And all of a sudden this dude has almost 2 million views on his freak on my Instagram page, man. Holy goodness. Like, you know, I don't believe in trying to go viral. That's just never my thing or what I want to do. Lord knows I got enough attention and eyes on me as is, yo. But man, I didn't expect, you know, almost 2 million people to comment to see my son's video. This thing has gone around the country and I'm just like, I got people contact like, bro, your son's popping up in my feed, man. And dude, y'all know, I was like, holy crap. Dude, let me tell y'all, I almost left my wife for this. Carrie Hilson. If y'all don't know who Carrie Hilson is, boy, she's a bad, bad, bad girl. Bad singer from back in the day. I love me some Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson liked the video. And then to me, I took that as a sign that she was reaching out to me to reach out to her to see if we can get like get something going. You know, DJ might need a new mama. But I was like, nah, I like I like the current wife I got, man. You know, I don't want to go on to number four. I'm trying to stick with number three. But, man, I was like, Carrie Hilson like the photo. I was like, oh, she still look good. But I'm going to leave you where you at, Carrie Hilson. But if you're out there listening, girl, thank you for the thank you for the like. You know, and it's just so bizarre. Yo. But, man, I mean, man, when you have almost two million people with eyes on your page and too many people with eyes on like your life and something your kid did, you realize, man, what people are great, but not everyone's great. But this also kind of comes to what I'm going to talk about later in the podcast is be careful what you read and careful what you give your energy to boy. Cause some people are horrible, man, horrible. Like I said, if you want to be an influencer and Instagrammer and all this, and you want to have a podcast, you have to be ready and willing to deal with people and deal with criticisms that are going to have some nasty comments to say about you and your family. I mean, I've had people tell me I was a horrible father. What kind of black father are you to let your son draw that? And you just laugh at it. I'm like, this thing is purely innocent, man. Like he's seven, my dude. He's seven. He doesn't know anything about you know, penises. And he just in his mind, it's Mickey Mouse. And I was like, hey, he even put the ears on it. And some people were like, well, he knew what he was drawing. He learned that from somewhere. I'm like, he's seven, dude. Chill out. Relax, man. Why is he holding an iPad? Dude, he's got an iPad. He doesn't use it all the time. We monitor it. It's Man, the one that got me the worst, though, that really hurt me was somebody was like, bro, the HOA need to find you for your yard, for your grass. It's horrible. I was like, I ain't going to lie. I took that one kind of personal that hurt because I live in a neighborhood where we take pride in our yard and in our grass. Man, I listen, I pay a lawn service to come and spray my grass and keep it green. Listen, yeah, what they don't understand, if you out here listening, y'all talking dirty about my yard, let me tell you, man, it's been cold and wet here, and I had not had a chance yet to get my grass cut for the first cut of the season, which I just did about a week ago. So I need y'all to chill out. I'm working on some of the ball spots, okay? It ain't my fault, man. It ain't my fault. They were here when I moved in. I haven't had time to take care of them, but I'm doing it, I promise. But yeah, man, you know, it's just so bizarre, just all the people sliding into the DMs, yo, but... You would think I would have like a large following to mass after uh, this thing goes goes all over the place with almost two million likes. And I think it's like uh, over 100,000 shares, but I've only gained a couple hundred followers, man. So if you are one of those followers, new followers out there listening to this podcast, welcome to the Iron Pitch podcast. And I want to let you know, so there is no confusion. Yes, I'm black, but I'm not black according to the standard of people today. I'm my own man. I'm my own person. I have my own mind. I don't toe the line. 
I'm a, I'll say I'm a Republican, but honestly, more and more, I'm starting to feel more independent, ladies and gentlemen, starting to move, move away from it. But, you know, very more conservative and libertarian minded, less government, more freedom, more liberty. You can't go wrong with that. I like I like Trump. And uh, let me see who what else? I love the military. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe in traditional values, man. I believe that when God made created man, it was man and woman. You know, hey, I got love for the gay trans community. I have no issue with y'all, but that's not what we preach and practice in our household. So, you know, if you're hearing some of these things like, oh, my God, I don't like this guy. Well, see your ass off of my podcast and off my page. So just to know, so there's no confusion. That's who I am, man. But other than that, I have to say, hey, welcome on board. And man, it's just like I said, it's just so bizarre seeing that so many people. I mean, honestly, I, a lot of the messages were mostly and overwhelmingly positive and supportive of my family. Like, man, y'all are great parents, and I really hope we are. I don't want to be a guy that's, man, I got this great video of my kid on my TikTok, but in real life, I'm a shitty father. You know, I don't, I don't want that to be me. You know, I try to keep it real and authentic as possible, man. And I ain't gonna lie, it's just great seeing my kid outside and just drawing. Just having fun and just using his imagination, man. We we make it a habit in this house to go outside and be outside as much as possible. We don't let our kids sit with a tablet and a phone in front of their face all day. You know, I want my kids to have the similar, you know, youth youth I did. You know, so we 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 do we do as much as we can to keep our kids outside and active. Like I said, my son got his first baseball game today coming up. I'm excited, cannot wait. We're gonna see how that works out because it's raining right here. So. That'll be a good one, a fun one, an interesting one to see, man. But, you know, just social media in general is just generally it's just interesting. It's an interesting beast. And I heard I was talking with somebody the other day. I told him I hate social media. It's like, bro, you're telling me this, but we're actively talking right now on Instagram. Like, yeah, it because it's it's a necessary evil. yo. But what was a great positive thing the humans humans have taken and made it into something poisonous and horrible that now divides us but it's one of those things where it's like yes i hate social media but i understand the impact of it and how it can help me reach audiences and how it can help me and get my story out there and get my book out there and get my opinion out there and you know i'm just one of a million people out here with the page and with the podcast so i'm just an average ordinary guy and everybody that chooses to listen to me and tune in i appreciate it you know but man I just really despise social media in general just because of what it's used for and how it has has kind of skewed the vision of America's youth today and just the general landscape of America. Like I just to me, it's just it's cringeworthy social media, man, when I don't know who these people are that walk around with a giant stick all day out in public and then they just feel the need to stick and put this tripod up, put their cell phone on it. In front of it and just stand in front of the camera and dance like nobody cares to see your dance like i don't care i don't want to see that i don't want to see your tiktok you know i'm not a i'm not a fan of tiktok i don't have tiktok i had a tiktok for a brief second but i just could not could not get down with it like i understood how to use it understood its reach is great and that there's a lot of a lot of more reach with tiktok than instagram but i just couldn't do it man you know, the fact that it's a Chinese owned operated app you know, and China's stealing all our information. And that was just another hit for me. You know? So, you know, I saw the story the other day that said the U.S. government is considering banning TikTok. And 
Part of me is like, man, for the love of God, please, for the sanity of all of us, ban TikTok. Because I hate TikTok. But at the same time, I understand freedom and liberty and all these other platforms that we use. We can't sit here and say that Instagram and Facebook, which you know I think they're owned by the same people, aren't taking our data and using it and selling it to people. You know, but TikTok, you know, is owned by the Chinese. Yeah, of course they're recording our data. But at the same time, I'm sure we all have a little, our own personal FBI agent that's out there, an IRS person out there that's listening to your conversations on your cell phones and watching you through, watching you through your uh, your camera lens on your computer and looking at your uh, your Pornhub files over there, my guy. But that's just the world we live in. But and the thing is, I think a lot of this stuff is unconstitutional. But at the same time, people don't seem to care about their privacy and their rights anymore. You know, people are willing to give away their privacy and their rights just so they could scroll on TikTok. It's just so they could see a couple videos. And just I mean, it's just bizarre. You know? And I'm just like, that's not I'm not willing to give up my freedom for that, man. But I mean, we all partake and participate in it because it's become such a part of society. You know? And like I said, the other thing for me is TikTok, bro. I just I can't stand TikTok cops. Oh, it is. TikTok is the cringiest app. TikTok is the app for people that don't have talent. Like me, on the other hand, I'm not a very talented person. But however, I can get on here and do a solo podcast for an hour to two hours to three hours by myself if need be. I'm creating content. And that's to me, see, that's talent. Now, getting in front of a camera on TikTok, and doing a lip over a lip reading, a lip syncing of somebody else's funny content don't make you funny. It just don't. And I don't understand the allure and the pull of TikTok. I'm the grumpy old man now that doesn't understand today's generation. I really don't. You know, my show is more like a it's like an old school broadcast, like a radio show where I just come on here and talk and I rant and all that. That's what I like. That's what I love. And the thing is, a lot of a lot of younger people don't like that. They don't want to sit here, listen to someone talk for an hour or two. And, you know, that's why I don't really have video because nobody wants to see me talk. My podcast and other podcasts like mine are designed for people to listen to when they're driving to work and on their drive from home. Or if you're going on vacation and you need something to listen to, put on the On Pitch podcast. That takes talent. It takes time to do that. Yo, but. And then the other thing for me with TikTok is I hate reaction videos. It's like, I don't want to see you react to something that I'm watching. Why do I need to see your reaction? And the other one that gets me is like, if we're watching a TikTok or something, I've seen where somebody is saying something important, important. Somebody's saying something that's adding content, that's adding, adding context and like an actual thought of something that's like important. And you got the other person just sitting there pointing at them. Like, yeah, 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 what he said, yeah, what he said. And I'm just like, like, bro, you are adding nothing to this conversation or this topic. You're just sitting here pointing at somebody that knows what they're talking about or thinks they know what they're talking about and that you're getting follows for that. Like, is that, that is literally where we have set the bar for entertainment and creators. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre, man. It's so bizarre. It's just like my kids, they like you watching people on YouTube Play video games. It's it's weird to me. It's a different generation. I'd rather be playing a video game personally. I do like video games. I do. I'm a grown man. I like video games. So what? That's how I decompress after a long week sometime, man. Leave me alone. But, you know, it's just so weird that these apps, man, and how they have literally changed society. 
So will the U.S. government get rid of TikTok? I don't know. I personally, it, some people say it's fascism. Personally, if TikTok goes away, I would not be mad at all. I'd be 100% okay with it. And then I wouldn't have to watch these cringy TikTok cop videos, man. These people on TikTok are so cringy, especially these cops. And I mean, I'm like, who sits here and watches their own videos on TikTok and think, man, that looks really cool, man. Or these horrible skits. And I mean, people put hours of work into this stuff, y'all. Like, I put hours in my studio and my podcast. But, you know, this is actually, you know, content that's adding to something and giving you all information. You know, but people are making these TikToks, bro. I mean, man, they're so horrible and cringy. I just started following this guy on uh, Instagram. His name is Anti-TikTokCop2.0. He had another page, but it got taken down. You know, and I remember I put out a, a video of probably about a couple weeks ago, and it got a, it got around a little bit. And I was telling them how I was afraid of becoming meme cop, meme page famous. And he's like, what's your TikTok, bro? I know you got a TikTok. I was like, I don't have a TikTok. I was like, I'm not one of these new age, new generation cops you know, that's out here dancing in uniform looking like a damn fool. I can't do it. I refuse to do it. And so he and I become real cool on there. So I follow him. And I mean, he's constantly on there trolling these TikTok cops. And I just want to tell y'all, please go follow my man. Like I said, his name is Anti-TikTok Cop. 2.0 definitely because man like i said we we need to end tiktok cops and you people wonder why the you know the cops that are responding to you in crisis are a freaking joke it's because we have this is who we're recruiting and how we are recruiting and i know what you're gonna say dex this is how people are these days this is how the young people connect well maybe just because it's new doesn't mean it's right it doesn't mean it's good the last thing I want to see is a new generation cop on a homicide scene dancing in front of a camera, to, you know, lip syncing to a you know to something funny, trying to make a TikTok, man. Like this is not police work, man. This don't. And then people say, you know, it's you no know, humanizing the badge of connecting. Guess what? Y'all been TikTok been around a while and people still hate y'all. Guess what? It ain't working. It ain't never going to happen. Social media has become a poison in this country. Social media allows people to create this world of make believe that they want all of us to buy into and believe. And we see the results of this all the time, but it's happening more and more and more and more. For example, with this shooting that we just had in Nashville at this Christian school, man. But first, let me, before I even get into this part with the uh, shooting down there. Man, let me say, those officers that responded, those Nashville PD officers, man, bravo. Oh, my goodness, man. What a textbook great response. I mean, man, from start to beginning. And I know what they were probably thinking, man. We saw what happened in Uvalde. Not here. Not us. Hashtag not while I'm on duty. Dumb dudes went in there and wrecked house. And shot that son of a bitch right in the face and just destroyed him. I was so happy how they responded, you know, but it's a damn shame that this keeps happening. Here we are again, yet another school shooting, you know, I mean, this, you know, this triggers all the crazy people to come out. And you got all the anti-gun people coming out, storming the Capitol in Tennessee, saying we want gun rights. Dear government, please take away my my ability to defend myself. Take away my guns. Because we want to save children's lives. And I understand that sentiment. You want to save children's lives. But we don't save children's lives by disarming ourselves. I'm never going to be a proponent of reducing the Second Amendment. I am a 2A man all day, every day, forever. 
you know, shall not be infringed upon. That's that's what I go by. But I also understand that there's some some things that might need to change with this. I don't know where this change is going to come to help. But I mean, honestly, I mean, throwing more laws on the book is not going to stop this. It's just not. You know what could have stopped this? Maybe some stronger, some bulletproof glass at that front door. Because that person shouldn't have been able to shoot out that glass and just walk into the school. Just it's just heartbreaking, man. That Again, more young lives lost. More innocent lives at school trying to learn, at a Christian school at that, trying to learn, lost to senseless violence, to some lunatic, some maniac. And every officer in the country has probably watched that video of those officers responding. That needs to be the standard. Don't got to be perfect, but you bet you got to be there and be in the game and be willing to risk it all to save lives. Had those officers not responded, my God. How many more lives would have died? And the worst part is, man, probably could have not happened at all if we hadn't kicked cops out of schools. Every school should have an armed officer or two there or some sort of armed security. I heard people say kids shouldn't have to see that going into school. Well, they don't have to. The officer could be somewhere in the school, in an office, somewhere hiding away with a radio listening to something crazy happen and then respond. You know, but that's just the world we're living in, man. You don't get to have your cake and eat it too in this world where, well, we don't we don't we don't like police officers, but we don't want our kids. To, no, you need armed officers at your schools. That is a proven fact. Now, this is not the same America that I grew up in where we were doing tornado drills and freaking fire drills. Man, people are now doing active shooter drills because this is a commonplace in American society. One lunatic with a gun that ruins it for us all. But and everybody's probably asking, man, why does this keep happening? And everybody wants to blame the gun. I'm not going to blame the gun, and I'm not really here to talk about guns today, but you all know where I stand. Man, the reason this keeps happening from the DP the DP take, the DP viewpoint of view on this, so I want y'all to go along with this and ride with me on this. America, our national debt is $31.38 trillion. And I, and I forgot, it goes up so many million like every couple seconds. It was something crazy. And that's bad. Being in debt, especially the being in debt to China is bad. But what's way worse than being in severe debt monetarily is the fact that America, our beloved country, we are spiritually and morally bankrupt. I mean, we used to be a country of common sense and standards. I mean, we used to know right from wrong. We used to know the difference between a man and a woman. We used to respect that God designed men and women to be a certain way. But now, for some odd reason, America has just completely gone off course and just I don't even know where to describe America where we're at now. But like we now celebrate mental illness and we prop it up on a platform and applaud the mental illness. We applaud people living in an imaginary world and call them brave. And every time I hop on the news or the media, I just see a headline or something that just makes me like question like, God, what is really going on here? It makes me look at our politicians like, why is this happening? And I look at my fellow American citizens like, do y'all see this or is it just me? So I saw this article the other day in the New York Post. It said trans woman left sobbing in JFK airport after TSA agent hit her testicles. <laughs> in a follow up post, she said she was left crying for over an hour and said, 
my balls still hurt so bad. <laughs> According to the screenshot from the Daily Mail, Mail <laughs> she did not want the TSA agent to be fired. She said in a separate post, but wanted her educated, but wanted her educated and entirely in the entirely of TSA abolished altogether. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she said my balls still. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm sorry y'all i'm sorry I, I, I <laughs> and this is a legit story and the fact that we actually some an actual person wrote this story and used these pronouns to refer to a female as her balls still hurt Gosh, damn. <laughs> it just from the jokes right itself, man. You know, and then so the other day I, I saw that story and then there's another story that popped up in my uh, in my feed about the actor of uh, Jonathan Majors. He's the black dude. This dude's blowing up right now. He's a freaking great actor. He's in the movie Creed and uh, the movie Devotion, which was a great movie. And I saw this uh, thing. It said arrested for allegedly attacking a woman. And so for me. Before I got upset, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. When you say he attacked a woman, are we talking like a woman with balls? Or are we talking about like an old school woman? You know, and <laughs> and so I was like, I need clarification because we're in 2023, y'all. I don't know. I mean, we got a lady going through TSA that's getting her balls rang out and she's in pain. I'm, so what kind of woman did he fight or attack? So I didn't really get upset because I don't know, you know, I don't know if Jonathan Majors fought a dude that thought that, that was identifying as a woman or an actual woman. So either way, you know, it's just crazy. We live in a time where we let biological men compete against women in sports. So the media will push that narrative. Yo, but when somebody steps out of line and a man hits an actual woman, you know, they want to raise a stink about it. But I'm like, you all are part of the problem in this country. You know, him hitting a woman, apparently according to the media and what's going on with sports, it should be no different than a dude hitting another dude because we're all the same bio biologically. There's no difference between man and woman. We're all equal. We're all the same. But the crazy part is that we have our elected officials co-signing on this trans madness that's going on. And we know why they're doing it. It's just to secure votes for office to stay in power. Literally the only reason, man, that they are creating a voter base. And I saw something posted the other day on Instagram, and I thought it was a joke. And it was from President Biden. It's the officials during the National Trans Day of Visibility, I guess. And it said, and let me refer, this is direct from Biden's Twitter. It says, we want you to know that we see you just as you are, made in the image of God, deserving a dignity, respect, and support. We'll never stop working to create a world where you won't have to be brave just to be yourself. I thought two things when I first saw that. And I was like, this is from the onion. And I was like, this is not right. Like I thought like somebody made this through AI, kind of like they made the pictures of Trump getting arrested or the thing with the Pope wearing all white. You're like, I'm like, this is not real. I went to Biden's Twitter. This is 100 percent real. And the thing is. I'm able to be reasonable and objective in most things. And I can be reasonable with some of these things when the president says that transgender people deserve love, dignity and respect and support. I absolutely agree. 
we as human beings, man, all people, no matter what color we are, religion, sexual orientation, how we identify, you know, what we believe politically, every human being deserves to be treated with love, dignity, and respect. That is just natural, and that is what we all want, no matter what it is, no matter what we got going on in our head or in our lives, no matter what we've done, everybody deserves to be treated with respect. I will hop on that all day, and I will support President Biden in that statement. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and listen to you pervert my Bible and pervert my God's word when you tell me that trans people are made in God's image, being trans is not the image that God made or the ideal that God had. And that doesn't mean that our heavenly father, that God hates trans people. You are his children as well. LGBTQ plus or whatever. Y'all are his children. Drug dealers. They are his children. Pedophiles. They are his children. My sinful fallen self. I am his child. I'm definitely his prodigal son. We've all got sin. We've all got some stank in our life that we do that we just absolutely suck at and cause our heavenly father a headache. But yet he loves us. Therefore, he sent his son to die for us on the cross and so that we could repent and be washed clean and free of our sins. So that one day when we are out of here, we could be with him in heaven in glory. And say so some people aren't religious, but hey, if you don't, you're not religious, you don't believe it. Hey, so be it. That's fine. Do you, you know what, when we die, we're going to figure out who was right. I just got a feeling it's going to be me. And me personally, I don't want to die not knowing Jesus Christ, not knowing God. I'm not willing to take the risk. I'd rather take the risk and be wrong it, it, when I get there and there's nothing. But like I, said, I don't believe that. I believe that there's God has given us something more to this life. yo. But to sit here and say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that being trans is okay i'm just not it's man the bible has a standard man and the standard has to be met but when you have elected officials like the president saying that trans people are created in god's image bro that's a that to me that's that crosses the line and especially for him being a catholic you know it's just so weird to hear the president say that but i'm gonna take y'all i'm gonna do a little preaching take y'all to genesis chapter 1 verse 27 it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. But now I know what you're going to have. You're going to have some trans people or some people from the LGBT plus movement, whatever. Say, it says them. So I call myself them because I am them. That's not how this works. Them means man and woman together. Them ain't a plural for you as a man who identifies as a woman and, you know, or non-binary. I don't want to be called he or she. I'm a they them kind of like my nephew. <laughs> like, no, 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 bro. That's that. We're not playing it like that, man. But, you know, when God created the earth and I know, like I said, some people aren't religious. I am religious. I believe in the Bible. You know, there's things I don't understand and question because some stuff seems so outlandish to me. But that's why. No, this is called a walk of faith. I can't explain everything that's in the Bible. I just can't. I'm not that smart. Some of y'all think you are think you are smarter than you really are and can explain it all. But let's be honest, most of us can't, man. So I just go on faith in what I know by what I've experienced as a Christian in this walk. But so when Adam was asleep in the garden, 
God saw that Adam was lonely. He's like, I'm going to create you a helpmate, a friend. So God takes a rib from Adam and he creates a creates a woman, calls her Eve. So God gave Eve a female, a woman. And so we don't got to get to the whole democratic thing of what is a woman. The Bible tells us what a woman is. He gave her a vagina, some fallopian tubes, you know, some eggs, you know, to create and develop a human life that she could sustain in her body. And God also gave the woman, you know, some breasts, some nipples, you know, that's so that she can nurture and feed the child. Now, if you don't have big breasts, you got smaller breasts. I don't know. You got to talk to God about that, man. I don't know why. But, hey, man, they come in all different shapes and sizes, my dudes. <laughs> or oh, excuse me, my ladies. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's a woman. That's what God created in his image. Then he also you know, created Adam before this. God gave Adam a man. A penis and two testicles. And I hope that Adam's testicles were not squeezed in the TSA line and he was not left hurting and crying like the young lady <laughs> at the TSA at JFK Airport. <laughs> Let me stop for get back on that. <laughs> you know, so but so God gave man the men the ability to fertilize the woman's eggs to help create a life. And so that they could grow this child. But, you know, there's one thing I do need to ask God about when I get to heaven. And that's going to be, dear, dear God, why do men have nipples? I, that, I don't know. I don't know. I need to know. I, I want to understand. And I just got some questions. God, like, did you put these here for strictly for my pleasure or were they designed for a different purpose? I don't know. And so like I said, God made man and woman in his image. He created two genders, two. There is no such thing as an unspecified amount of numbers of genders, people. There's not all, there's no such thing as, you know, non-binary or gender fluid. Just because you identify as a cat, don't make you a cat, okay? That's simple. You're either born with a penis or a vagina. You're either born a man or a woman. And now that's not to say that you know, sometimes along the line, some genetic things happen and some people rare cases are born with both. How that works out. Why God? Allowed, I don't know. Don't ask me. I ain't got I can't explain it. I don't know how that works, man. And I can't imagine a parent as a parent having to make that decision. Like we're going to raise them as a him or her as a them. They I don't know. And then you make the choice to chop off one and they turn out to be that. I don't know. I can't explain that, man. That's one of them things like, man, thank God. I don't we didn't have to choose that, man. I, and my heart goes out to people, parents that do. I can't imagine it's easy, you know. But then the other thing for me with that comment that Biden made was in the tweet. He said, we'll never stop working to create a world where you don't have to be brave to just be yourself. And I agree. Nobody should be afraid or ashamed to be themselves or be who they are. You know, people that are of the transgender thing or LGBT, nobody should fear death for just being a human that chooses to live a certain lifestyle that people don't agree with. This is America, man. We are all about freedom and liberty. Yo, if you want to dress and do that stuff, that is your choice. You should not have to live in a world where you are afraid to live how you feel that you are, even if it goes against the Bible. You know, not everybody believes like I believe, yo, but. That it should be your individual choice. But my thing is, we're not necessarily creating a world where people are free to be themselves. 
What Biden and all of these activist groups are doing is creating a world of make believe that is an alternate reality that does not exist. That's what's going on, man. This isn't a whole we want you to feel safe. Like, no, we want you to feel dominant. You know, we want you at the forefront. We want you, you know, we want you to be, you know, the future, man. And I've seen that so many times over the last few years where it said the future is gay, the future is trans, the future is queer. Ladies and gentlemen, I have plenty of gay friends, plenty of trans. I know, I know all these people taking reports of trans people. I don't care that you're trans. But let me tell you, if everybody's gay and everybody's trans, there is no future because we still need one man with a penis, one woman with a vagina and some eggs to be fertilized by that man so that we can keep this thing called humanity going. But at the same time, at the rate we're going, I don't know if I want humanity to keep on going. More and more, I wake up every day and I start identifying with Thanos and know why he wanted to kill off most of the world's population. My God, you know, we're not you're not creating a world for people to be safe. You're creating a world where people are allowed to persist in their delusions that are strictly not real. Simply, this is not real. This all this stuff defies reality. Men can't have babies. If you're born with a penis, you can't pop a baby out of your dick hole. It don't happen. You don't have the equipment for it. That's not me being transphobic. That's just me being realistic and living in reality and living on earth, man. There are just some things you can't do. If you think that you can fly and that you are a bird and you have wings and you jump your human self off of a building, guess what? You are going to die because you can't fly. You know, gravity, you know, you don't get to defy gravity because you feel a certain way. That's not how things work, but that is what these politicians and all these activists are doing. It's like social media where people can retreat to their corners, to their certain group and just, you know, be reaffirmed. Man, you're just reaffirming people's sickness. That's all it is. And I'm saying that these people are sick. And when I say sick, I'm not saying that they're sick like they're horrible people. I'm just saying they're literally sick. They have mental health issues and problems, man. They are mentally unwell. That's OK. It's just an illness. It's something wrong in the brain. That's not saying that you're a bad person because you believe you're you're a man and you feel like a woman. You're not a bad person. You need help. It's no different than me having PTSD. I'm not a bad person, bro. I just have nightmares sometimes. I have flashbacks. I have all this stuff that's happened because of something that's happened in my life. Something's gone wrong in my brain. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person because I have a certain disorder. Now, what I do matters, you know, my character matters. But, you know, hey, if I got these issues and I need help, just go get help. But most people don't want to do that these days, man. You know, like there's something wrong in their brain. And I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know how transgender thing happens in the mind and hormones. I can't even begin to try to explain it. But, man, I don't know if it's like something, some sort of trauma they suffered in their life or I don't know if it's some sort of. You know, something in their brain that's led them to this. I, I can't explain it. You know, and I don't know the medicine or science behind it, but I don't believe that anyone would willingly choose to wake up and just be transgender. Considering the struggles that these people have in their everyday life. I mean, man, you got trans teens, teenagers out here that are 7.6 times more likely to attempt suicide. Who would wake up every day to choose that struggle? Nobody. You know, and I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm really not. I'm saying this because you don't treat mentally ill people 
by affirming their mental illness. You just don't. I mean, that is one thing. Like, I just came back from a CIT training. That's crisis intervention team. In a, a two-day event I had. And that's where we go over again. You, When you encounter somebody who is having a mental health issues, I can't, the rabbits, the rabbits are everywhere. You see the rabbits, Dexter? Bro, I don't see no rabbits. There's no rabbits here. I'm telling you, there's a hundred rabbits here, bro. Like, dude, there's no rabbits here. Or the guy that approached me the other night at the hospital. Man, these cars are after me. What cars? You see that car? He's after me. I'm like, bro, that car is just driving down the street, man. Then the next car, that car's after me. That car's not after you, man. Well, they're all after me. There's nobody after you, sir. You don't capitulate to the mental, you know, to what they're seeing. You stay grounded in reality. That is how we help people. But we don't help people when we go <laughs> and join them in their reality and start. Yeah, man, there's rabbits everywhere out here, bro. Man, yeah, man, you, should, man, yeah, man, come on, let's get, get in the car. Man. Let's go, let's go, get, let's go somewhere, and get away from all these rabbits. That is not how this works. That is not what you do. That is not how we've ever been trained. But for some odd reason, for every single mental disorder, that's how we train people, train people and officers. But when it comes to gender dysphoria, it's a complete different way of going about things. You don't treat a seven-year-old boy who thinks he's a girl by giving him puberty blockers and then chopping off his penis. You don't, you know, you don't treat a young girl who thinks that she's a dude by chopping off her breast when she's a kid. That's horrible. That's brutal. That's awful. Because kids change, man. You know, one day my son will be want to be a monster truck, and the next day he'll want to be a cop. And then the next day he'll want to be a fireman. The next day he'll want to be a zookeeper. Like, you just, you don't, it's kids being kids. But for some odd reason, we're letting this madness persist in our society. And we wonder why we keep having issues with kids and school shootings. People just shooting up schools and shooting up society because they, like this has become so mainstream in our country because we don't live in reality in America anymore. I say we are with Joe Biden and his make believe world and all these activists, man, creating this world that they want to exist that will never sustain itself. And the one thing about this school shooting that's really been bothering me is the fact that people have literally, literally turn the vic the shooter into the victim no it is so bizarre that no one seems to care about the three innocent children the three adults who were brutally murdered by this piece of crap shooter so instead there are people literally turning this shooter into a victim and putting the blame on society for this we've had so many school shootings and we know our children in america are under attack our schools are under attack but if you ask the Biden administration who's under attack, they will tell you, just like uh, old girl, his uh, press secretary, uh, Karen Jean-Pierre, she said on the New York Post, conservatives fumed, fumed on Thursday at the White House press secretary, Karen Jean-Pierre, declared that the transgender people are under attack. And this was just days after the transgender school shooter opened fire on children and staff at a Nashville Christian school, man. How tone deaf is this president? And you know what's getting ready to happen. The election's coming up next year. And he doesn't want to offend anybody. And I'm just like, bro, this is horrible. This is There comes a time where you just got to put politics aside and do and say the right thing. But we're at a point in America where, like I said, we're spiritually and morally bankrupt. And what's right and wrong is <laughs> it's not the right and wrong I'm, I grew up with. And knowing it's a complete different, it's a complete different 
animal, man. This is not the America I knew. This is not the America any of us knew. But they're trying to make this America the America that everybody knows. But this current way America is going is not sustainable. It's just not going to happen. You know, and then I got this article from the Daily Mail where they're further turning the, the shooter into more of a victim. And it says, hate has consequences. Trans support group blames GOP anti-trans legislation for Tennessee's school shooting. Calls the shooter death a tragedy and demands media call shooter he him. Like that's where that's what we're upset about. Now we have people that are upset that this shooter has been misgendered. That's what never mind the three dead kids, innocent children going to school to learn, you know, to be a better person in this world and to be a follower of Christ. Never mind those kids. You know, you know Christianity's not under attack, just the transgender movement's under attack. You know, then you got this other article uh, from the mirror. And I guess somebody, uh, the uh, the shooter's teacher, man, like, like they're like painting this person as just this great person. And it said, uh, Nashville school shooter could have been a child's illustrator as their artwork was whimsical and childlike. A former teacher has revealed. And they put the picture up of the shooter like, I'm like, this is sick, man. This is demonic. When do we ever put up pictures of school shooters and people that have committed these horrible ass acts and act like they're, oh, this poor guy, this poor person. And I'm sure that this, the school shooter had some issues, but my God, let me tell you something, man. When you walk into a school with dual rifles and you start shooting innocent children and people, you forfeit your right to be offended and, and your right to be outraged at being misgendered. You and your community of trans people don't have a right to be outraged in support of this person that committed this horrible, horrible act. And we wonder why this keeps happening. Because America is spiritually and morally bankrupt. You know, and I keep hearing people talk about trans rights. And I'm like, and I ask myself, I'm like, man, what? What trans rights do they want? What do the trans community want? What are they after? What are they fighting for? What rights do they want that they don't have? So I started looking around on the on the old Google, you know, trying to figure out what it really is that the trans community is after. Because, I mean, in my everyday life, I don't see anybody like, man, these, these damn trans. And I just don't see that, man. And I just don't see people treating trans people bad. Does it happen? Of course it happens. There's people that treat people bad in general there's still people that are racist and all types of other isms out there but you know so i went to the aclu looked at their website and this is what i got from the website it says the aclu champions transgenders people's right to be themselves i agree with that everybody should be able to be themselves we're fighting discrimination in employment housing and public space spaces places i agree with that including restrooms and that's when it starts getting a little tricky for me. You know, we're working to make sure trans people get the health care they need. And we're challenging obstacles to changing gender marker on identification documents and obtaining legal name changes. We're fighting to protect the rights and safety of transgender people in prison, jail and detention facilities, as well as the right of transgender nonconforming students to be treated with respect at school. Finally, we're working to secure the rights of transgender parents and all this stuff. I understand, you know, yes, there's just certain things 
As I said earlier, everybody, trans people, everybody deserves to be treated with love, respect, and dignity. You know, our forefathers, when they came to this country, and they had these ideals, and, the, and that one of them was that uh, you know all Americans and people you know have certain inalienable rights. But my issue comes when people are not asking for rights, but a lot of this stuff seems to be special treatment, which is what a lot of this whole thing is seem to be based on. You know, I think people are, I think people are conflating people's rights versus, you know, people wanting special treatment and wanting to be treated different and propped up on a pedestal. Cause I agree with all this stuff. Yeah. They should be able to get the same housing, same medical care, you know, same access in prison. But like I said, that, that that's when stuff starts getting a little fuzzy for me. For example, you know, they want designated bathrooms just for queer children and also bathrooms to be non-binary. So my question is, one, who's going to pay to have all these different bathrooms for all these different sets of people? I mean, one of the arguments is, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm non-binary or I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm this gender. I'm this XXY plus. I don't identify with any of these bathrooms. Where's my bathroom? And the fact that that people they're saying that there's over hundreds of thousands of different genders, I'm like, no. So you don't get if that's the case, everybody in the world would have to have their own specific bathroom. That's not how this thing works, man. I understand that humans have to go to the bathroom. It's just part of human nature. We all piss. We all take craps. You know, the issue comes, like I said, when you want special bathroom just for you. So if that's the case, I'm just want to put it out there that I, Dexter Pitts, want a special veterans only bathroom for black combat veterans with you know a half functioning left arm that only we can use that's what i want i think that's more than fair i think i've earned that you know and then there needs to also be a bathroom for my hispanic veteran buddy who lost his like six toes so I need a special bathroom for all Hispanic combat vets with six missing toes. You know, then I need a all veteran female bathroom for female veterans that are, you know, Caucasian that missing one leg that's an above the knee amputee. She need a, her own separate special bathroom as well. Do you, so do you see where this is going? If we go down this route, this isn't a right that they want special privilege and like so many other places and other country things, man, we have special interest groups in America that want something special for just them and their people. And if you ask me, like I said, this is going back in time to America, 1960, where we had black and white bathrooms. We have black only water fountains, white only water fountains. This is not progressive. When you were starting to break ourselves down into categories that make us more and more special. You know, this is that CRT intersectionality bullcrap that America, that society politicians and activist groups are pushing. And the thing is, we don't have the funding or resources to do that. I mean, it, it, it's just impossible, man. So what do we do? I mean, how do we solve this? I mean, you have literally all we need is two bathrooms, one for men, one for women. Now, some places have gone and made bathrooms unisex where anybody could just go in, hey, and do their business. Now, you got some family bathrooms where anybody can just go in there and do their thing. But the thing is, you want your own special bathroom. And I understand because you're kind of stuck in the middle. But the thing is, there's too many different variations 
of the trans thing to have. I mean, we're going to have endless bathrooms, man, because you're going to have a no a trans man bathroom, a trans woman bathroom. Yeah, would that eliminate a lot of the hustle and bustle? Absolutely would. But who's going to fund it? And where are we going to put all these bathrooms, man? It doesn't make sense. It's not practical. And the thing is, how do we solve this? Personally, I'm of the belief that, you know, you're born with certain plumbing. You go to the men's bathroom. You're born with other certain plumbing. You go to the women's bathroom. That's the end of story. That's how it's run and operated in this country for my God since forever. But all of a sudden, we've gotten so smart in 2020. And you know, when we got to the year 2000 and all this stuff, like all of a sudden, we don't know what bathroom to use anymore. Like that's this is insane. But you no, know, then but then you run into the issue of, OK, you got a man that's literally transitioned to a looking like a woman and identifying as a woman. You know, do you where would you want that man to go to the bathroom? Or you have a woman that now looks like a dude, like straight up transition. What bathroom would that person use? Personally, honestly, some people in life, I really don't give a crap what bathroom you go to. I'm going in there for a few seconds. Depending on what I had for dinner last night, might be a few minutes. You know, if it's a Taco Bell night, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long, long one. Ain't nobody gonna want to be in there with me. You know, but it's just never it was never a thought in my mind growing up, you know, that hey, there's people out, there's guys out here that look like women and feel like women that don't go to the men's bathroom. Like just okay. Just what it is. But now all of a sudden it's become this hot topic and this point of, you know, controversy in America. They they need their own bathroom. I'm like, no, just keep going to the bathroom, man. And and I hear people say, man, you come in the bathroom with my kid, I'm going to knock your teeth out. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Man, somebody's going into the bathroom. Guess what? They're just going to the bathroom to do their business, trans or whatever. But the thing is, man, people, you know, we get into these arguments and we try to, you know, stereotype everybody in this group of trans people. Like, they're all freaks and they're all they're all trying to go in there and rape your daughters. No. Homeboys, homeboy, homegirl, however they identify them, they, you know, they go, they just go in there to take a deuce, to drop a hot one and go about their day because they're human and they got a crap, you know. But the other opposite part of this is what about real women's rights? You know, me personally, as a man, I don't care if there's some I forgot what they call them, uh, some uh, studs, I guess, you know, a girl that looks like a dude and act like a dude, dress like a dude. I don't care if some some. Some stud comes into the bathroom next to me and dropping a deuce, man. I really don't care. I'm a man. I'm okay. Don't bother me one bit. If my son's in there with me, I'm like, I just, I, hey, that's for me as a parent. It's my job to talk to my son, explain my job, the craziness that goes on in this world. That's my job as a father to explain to him why this chick looked like a dude. And honestly, he probably ain't going to recognize or notice it, man. He ain't going to know what's going on. He's seven. I mean, this dude drew Mickey Mouse looking like a dick with a jetpack. He don't know what's going on. <laughs> He's innocent, man. But that's why we have parents in this world. But man, the, like I said, my issue comes with actual, real, penisless, ballless women, traditional women, women the way God designed them and their rights. That's where the issue comes for me. Like I said, I'm a man. I don't mind. I don't care if trans people come in the bathroom. I don't care. But what women are different than men. You know, I don't think there's a woman out here that wants to go into a locker room with a dude and st that she doesn't know and just start getting undressed. So shouldn't biological women have the same right to go to the bathroom and go to the locker room and change without being violated by a bi biological man who believes that he's a woman? 
I mean, if a biological women speak up against this, you know, it they're considered a transphobe. You know, they're you know, they're shouted down and they're oh, you're you just hate transgender people. Like, no, I don't want this dude looking at my breast. But the thing is, well, you don't know if he's looking at her breast. Like, dude, it's uncomfortable, man. I wouldn't want my daughter in a locker room getting undressed and some dude comes in there and a dude walks in, you know, with some long hair and he's got like a seven inch dong on him, some hairy knuckles and dude's got sh shoulders wider than the Grand Canyon. I don't want that dude in a bathroom with or a locker room with my daughter. I don't say so I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about my daughter and her rights. I'm worried about the real women in this world and their rights. That's my concern. And I understand trans women have rights, but biological women have rights too. And your need and want to be verified, you know, you know, affirmed and, you know, fill and bleed like a woman. I understand that, but you don't get to infringe on somebody else's rights. You don't. Because you live in an alternate reality or you got something going on in your mind. Our women in America and around the world, all women deserve to be protected. All of them. And they should not have to be exposed to this, man. It's not right and it's not fair. Man, women have fought long and hard in this country to be treated equally and fairly just as men and not to be viewed as property. But 103 years post the Suffrage Act, Women are slowly losing their rights in America and no one seems to care. And honestly, most women don't seem to care. You know, I truly don't understand why more women have not stood up and started protesting and took to the streets over this craziness going on, man. I would go march for my daughter. If this happened at her school or something similar happened to her, I would be outraged. I would be out there in the street with my daughter marching and protesting. And there's not a lot in this world that I believe in protesting for, yo. But that is one thing I am going to do as the father of a beautiful young girl. Man, I want my daughter to have her rights as a woman. And she shouldn't have to be in a locker room with a dude. But I just don't understand why women have literally let this movement, this fringe movement that started with the LGBTQ plus I community, whatever it is, man, that's literally been hijacked by the trans movement. You know, I used to think it was all the same. It is literally not all the same. There are a lot of people I know that are part of, you know, the gay community and all that. And man, they don't jive with any of this stuff because it is so outlandish and so far out there and so bizarre. These people are literally just trying to live their lives. And now you got this radical trans movement going on out here, man. And I'm just, honestly, I'm at a loss for words for a lot of it. I saw a shirt the other day. I mean, they, I think it was after the shooting. They were supposed to have a trans day of vengeance. I'm like, what? And people had on these shirts that said, you know, it said trans rights or else. And they had guns on them like this is insane. This is this is not how you gain support and followers, man. But. Literally, I I don't understand why more women have not stood up. More female athletes have not stood up and said something. So this is something I've been thinking about and because I feel like that would end it. But, you know, I uh, on my social media, I am Pitts one on Instagram and on my Facebook for the I am Pitts podcast. I posted this question because I just want to get more insight from people. And it says, as I'm preparing for my next podcast, I had a question come to mind. Why have real biological women? who train their entire lives and work their butts off to become elite athletes, 
models or beauty queens not stood together and said, no, we are not competing against this guy who thinks he is a woman who is stronger than us and bigger than us. Why have women not walked away? If you all refuse to play the game with this insanity, not stop. Would that not make a powerful statement? Clearly, there is something I am missing, not seeing or understanding. And I open up my page for people's thoughts. And so, man, it seems like a lot of what I'm seeing and from people in their responses and a lot of women is that a lot of women are afraid to stand up and speak up and say anything because they're afraid they're going to be shouted down, you know, told they're transphobe and, you know, they're going to you know they're, it's, they're not going to be cool. And they're not going to be accepted. and They're going to be viewed in a negative light. Because apparently, you know, you can't, as a woman, defend yourself and stand up for yourself and your rights. And I'm like, that's kind of jacked up. That's messed up. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, that's what I've dealt with most of my life, especially in the last few years, being a having black skin and being a conservative and standing up and speaking out against, you know, all the things going on in policing in the black community. There's going to be ridicule. You're going to get it either way. And I kind of feel like for women, it's if you don't speak up, you're screwed. If you do speak up, you're screwed. Personally, if I'd rather speak up and be screwed while defending myself, trying to advance my cause and what I believe, as opposed to just sitting down and taking it and not doing anything about it and just accepting the status quo. And uh, some of the other comments I saw were in reference to, you know, it's not fair that, you know, these women have worked their butts off so hard to become top tier elite athletes, though, and they shouldn't have to walk away from something they trained to do so hard. And I agree, they shouldn't have to. You know, and the fact that if they just walk away and refuse to compete, they're going to lose their scholarships. They're going to lose everything that they work for. And that sucks. Don't get me wrong. That absolutely sucks. That is not right. And that is not fair. But here's the thing I think people and ladies need to realize. There is nothing that everything you have in this country right now the ability and the right to go to school, to play a sport, to get a scholarship, that has all been paid for in blood by men and some women since this country's inception. By men of different color, women of different color. Freedom and liberty come at a cost. It is That's why it's called a sacrifice. Women should not have to sacrifice their scholarships, and all they've accomplished in their sports. But guess what? When you come under attack and everything you worked for is in danger, your scholarships are in danger, you have to ask yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice? Because you're not sacrificing it for yourself. You're sacrificing it for other women and future women. You're sacrificing it for my daughter. You're sacrificing it for your daughters, for future women. So the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice right now in the moment in order to stop this madness? Because this only goes on and carries on because you all allow it. And I hear what you're saying. It's not right. It's not fair. It is not. But like I said, if you want fair, guess what? You better wait until June, July, because that's when the fair comes to town. Yo, ladies in this country, y'all are under attack. And it is time for you all to join together and stand up in unison and say, we're not going to take it. We're not going to do this because if you all refuse to compete, this stops. And I know it's a lot to sacrifice, 
But that is the heart of sacrifice. You will be making a great contribution to not only yourself, but other future women. And it is worth the sacrifice. There's other ways to pay for college. And it sucks. You shouldn't have to. You know what? Slavery sucked. We shouldn't have to gone through it. Having dark skin in this life sometimes sucks. And I shouldn't have to go do it. What happened on 9-11 sucked. I shouldn't have had to gone over to Afghanistan or Iraq. And we shouldn't have to have had American soldiers go overseas and fight and die so that we could continue to live free. What happened to the Jewish people in, in Europe is horrible. It sucked. It shouldn't have happened. But it did. And you know what? The question is, how do you respond to these incidents? What do you do? To make sure that this doesn't happen again. People have to die and sacrifice their lives, their limbs in order to maintain freedom and liberty. The truth is, some of you all are waiting for the government to make legislation. And that is your first mistake because the government is not going to look out for your best interest at all. You all have seen this. When you have President Biden saying, you know, the things he said and he's in such support of the trans movement and transgender people, but yet he's not supporting real women in this country. You all need to take to the streets, stand up, man, go protest. And I promise you, guess what? If there's a protest here in Louisville. I will be there. Like I said, there is not a lot I am willing to protest for. But, man, I will walk in the streets arm in arm with you all, armed with my firearm and sidearm, and I will be there to protect each and every one of you as you make your voices heard. Because believe it or not, ladies, as a man, I support you all. I do. Man, I vote with my dollars for more, more than anything. But, man, you got to listen. This is not my fight. I don't, I don't go into the locker room scared that a girl's going to come in there and try to hurt me. You know, this is not a man's fight. This is a woman's fight. This is y'all's next battle. The Suffrage Act was 103 years ago. Now this is the next battle for women. You all took that fight and won it on your own. This is y'all's next battle. This is y'all's 9-11. This is y'all's Pearl Harbor. You have to fight. I heard this quote from somebody the other day, and it really, it really struck me. It's like, man, sometimes we have to plant trees in which we are not going to be able to enjoy the shade of in the future. This is y'all's time to plant a tree, to stick a fork in the ground, to grow something that, you know what? It's going to cost you. It's going to, it's going to be a sacrifice. And when that tree fully comes in the bloom, you're not going to be there because you're, you're going to be long gone, but somebody else, some young girl is going to be able to go and stand under that shade tree. And do and be a woman and do the things she wants to do in this life because you made a courageous step forward to stand up for not just yourself, but for that girl in the future. It's worth the sacrifice, man. But like I, said, I don't understand why it has not happened yet. And I know you're scared. And I tell people everybody's scared. Man, you think when I started this podcast, I wasn't a little afraid at first, but more than anything, what pushed me was I was angry. I was tired of not having my voice heard. I was tired of being shouted down. I was like, you know what? The hell with it, man. I'm going to do it. Let's see what happens. Man, you all have to stand. Lady, y'all are brave, man. America would not be anything without women. Women have been here at the forefront. And, man, 
the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Women, we need y'all. And I said, we are here for you all. But you all have to step up and take on this fight yourselves. And someone else made the comment that, you know, women stepping away from sports is not going to be as impactful as men. You're right. But I still think it'll be an impact. My God, I would love to see. And if that would imagine with Leah Thomas, Thomas, the tall dude with the wide Grand Canyon shoulders was swimming against all those women in college and set all those records. Imagine if every last one of those girls in that swim competition said, nope, we're not doing it. We're not going to have a competition. Guess what, man? Guess what would happen? This whole thing would start to flip and start to change. Ladies, y'all are in control of the game. The game doesn't go on if you don't play. So I said, either way, you're screwed if you don't speak up and you are screwed if you do speak up. So you might as well put on your gloves and come out swinging and go down fighting for what you know is right. I mean, the silence is compliance. And as much as I hate that term because it was used against us all through 2020 by these activists, it is 100 percent real. The silence is compliance, man. The longer y'all are quiet, the longer y'all are just sitting in your corner and just do as told, the more and stronger this movement against women's rights in this country is going to grow out of hand. You have to stand up. You have to fight. America needs real women right now. I mean, if you, for y'all have to stand up. I mean, for goodness sakes, man, y'all are losing everything to men. You're losing woman of the year award to a biological man. That ain't right. But y'all are losing competitive contests to men. Soon there's not going to be anything left for you all. And then we're all going to be forced to sit here and look at Dylan Mulvaney out here stealing all y'all thunder. And if y'all don't know who that is, that's the dude. That's, you know, just recently transitioned to a woman and he's celebrating womanhood. All of a sudden been a dude his whole life and now he's celebrating womanhood and being celebrated for it and has over two million followers on freaking Instagram, man. Two million followers. This is the dude that is leading the charge against y'all. And then you got people like actor Drew Barrymore, like this dude went on her show and she's on one knee with him. You're so brave and just, you know, you know I love being like, dude, you're not a woman. You are not a woman. My wife is a woman. My daughter is going to be a woman. You, my dude, you're the guy in the airport in a dress getting your testicles ring out by a TSA and crying. You're not a woman. And the thing is, that it, it offends me and I don't get offended often and I'm offended for women in this country. And then you got... Anheuser Bush out here, Bud Light, they created a special can for this dude and sent him a whole can that and a bunch of cans, and it was saying like, "Hey, congratulations on one year as a woman." I'm like, Anheuser Bush, what the hell? Do y'all not realize your target audience? What's the first thing y'all think of when you think of Bud Light? I'll tell you what I think of: white guys with pit vipers and mullets. That's what I think of when I think of Bud Light. Yeah. I don't think of Dylan Mulvaney, a dude in a dress trying to come off as a woman when I think of Bud Light. That, that, that's not your target audience. That's not where it's at, people. <laughs> you know, I think Budweiser and Isaac Bush is going to learn when you go woke, you go broke. The American people, we vote with our dollars. And the thing is, man, I know people are probably listening. Man, you just hate trans people. You're such a trans. You don't you don't like trans people. You hate drag queens. 
No, that's not the case. I don't hate trans people. And I will say it again. Trans people, drag queens, everybody, people in general deserve to be treated with love, dignity, and respect. You will never see me sit here and talk about a trans person in such a way to where I think they are just, they all need to die and just go away. No. You, as an American citizen, you have inalienable rights in this country. If you're a man and you want to dress up as a woman and do all that, and you want to be a drag queen, go for it. I support you doing so. I don't want to watch. It ain't my thing, dog. It ain't my, t- it ain't my cup of tea. It's not for me, yo. But if that's what you want to do, so be it. You know, so when you have the Biden administration saying that the trans community is under attack, you know, and you have all these people out here on social media like, we're under attack. You know, the, we got to help save the trans people. Honestly, I don't see anybody really going around hating on trans people and drag queens. That's not been a thing. I honestly to God, man, I've had talks with this about people, but most people I come in contact with are like, man, it's strange, it's different, it's weird, but I don't care what people do. A lot of people have become more libertarian. They really don't care what you do. But what people don't like, and this is the thing, people don't hate trans people, people don't hate drag queens. People hate trans people and people hate drag queens that think it's okay for a man, a full-grown man, to dance and gyrate sexually in front of children. And they're trying to conflate these two things to make it seem like people hate drag queens. No, 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 no. That is not the case. We will not conflate these two issues. Because, man, if there's a, if there's a drag show happening and somebody comes in off the streets and starts shooting, guess what? I'm going in there to stop that shooter. Because those people are in a place where they have the right to be and the freedom to express themselves in a certain way. Now, what I'm not going to support is you having children in a place for adults where you have sexual stuff, a sexual nature going on, all types of crazy pervertedness going on with children involved. We have to, as a society, have lines for certain reasons. And when you start bringing children into the fold of your craziness, we got a problem. People don't hate trans people. People don't hate drag queens. They hate when they get children involved into this stuff. And the thing is, man, if you're a parent and you want to take your kid to that, that's your personal choice. But at the same time, a part of me is like, this seems illegal. This ain't right. And I'm not one that says that the government should ever step in to tell you how to raise your kids, Joe. But exposing children to Sexual stuff at such an early age is not a good idea. There's a reason why we have age limits on everything here. There's a reason why we don't let our kids choose their gender at age six. You know, there's a reason why when someone becomes an officer, a, a soldier in the army, an officer, you can't do that at 18. You can't join the army at 18 and go fight overseas. You could join at 17 with a, a parent's permission, but you are not developed and grown mentally to a certain level in order to be able to go and handle all that comes with that now there's some that beg to differ that yeah man you know 18 still kind of young it is man but at least at 18 you can kind of get the concept and grasp a little bit of what's going on yo but the problem is in america right now i said we are spiritually and morally bankrupt and we think that it's okay to mutilate children that is not okay and i will never co-sign on that man I stand with the LGBTQIA community and all that all day. I say, I'm a Christian man. I don't agree with your lifestyle, but I support your right to live the lifestyle you choose to do so, because that is the oath I have sworn to the Constitution. And that is what I will do anytime I am called upon to do my job.
I will be fair and impartial and non-biased when I enforce the law. But do not when you bring children into it, we got a problem, man. We can't have that. And so the whole trans right thing is that, you know, America, we're creating laws to protect children. But the people that aren't for these laws are saying that these laws are anti-trans. Like, no, these laws are to protect children. And my question is, why do you as a grown person in a dress, a man, want to have so much access to children? Why? I don't want to hear that, you know, I'm supported. No, you're not in support. My man, there is something going on with you. You're a pedophile. You're a creeper. Now, that's I will say that's if you're one of those people out there, you're a creeper. And the thing is, I have seen enough videos online to know that not everybody in the trans movement is OK with dancing in front of children. That is not the majority. That is a minority of people in that movement that happens. Now, so I say we have people on the extremes speaking for everybody. But at the same time, you have the media that has fallen in love with this narrative and they don't seem to mind to push it. And when somebody speaks up against it and stands up for children to keep our children safe, they're called a transphobe. So please, let's stop conflating these two issues and making it seem like people are just hating on the transgender community. And we live in an interesting time in America. My goodness. You know, it's not, I tell people it's not March madness. It's trans madness. <laughs> Boy, it's just an interesting time to be alive. You know, I wake up most mornings and I just want to say, go home, America. You're drunk. You don't know. What are you talking about, man? And, you know, I try not to get too bogged down and all this stuff, man. But, you know, there's always something going on or a headline that's grabbing me and pulls me in. And it it, it extracts my emotional energy and my so much out of me. Yo. And I'm just I told y'all I'm not one to protest. I'm really not. There's really not much in this life I'm willing to protest. But, you know, people have the right to protest. You want to go protest something stupid? Feel free. I feel like all the 2020 protests was mostly BS and stupid and based off of non-factual stuff. But, you know, like I said, the women's movement right now, if that they were protesting, I would go actively join to be a part of it because that is something I truly believe in is women's rights. But also, there is definitely one thing I would protest for, and that is my fellow veterans, especially my disabled veterans at 100%. So this story came out the other day that the Congressional Budget uh, Committee, you know, so they're the people that work in the government that kind of, set the budgets and do all the numbers. They're what you call bean counters. So I saw this story or it said, you know, the department of veterans affairs and the CBO are considering cutting slashing budgets to save money. And by doing that, they want the one way they could do that is by reducing the benefits, of hundred percent disabled veterans. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a hundred percent disabled veteran. Very proud of it. You know, I hate that it happened to me, but you know what? Like I said earlier, it, it takes and costs sacrifice. And I'm glad that I've done my part to help make America great. Although the America I got hurt for is not the America that I'm currently living in, but still, I still love you, America. I still love you, my, my fellow American citizens. But man, seeing that article, man, it really, it got me raging. And I was like, man, there's no way that the federal government would send its men and women overseas to do its dirty work. And then after we get hurt and we break our bodies, you know, that we come home and you promise to take care of us. Then you all decide that because y'all don't know how to balance a checkbook because you keep sending all of our money overseas to Ukraine and all these other countries. I mean, we spend millions of dollars to Pakistan for gender studies. You know, but 
all of a sudden y'all need to find ways to save money in the budget. And one of the ways you decide to do that is by targeting the people that you sent to fight your dirty wars. That doesn't make sense to me. You know? So one, I don't really think that's really going to happen because I think the federal government knows if they do, there will be a mutiny on hands and January 6th would look like a stroll in the park on a Sunday to go get some ice cream and cake. American veterans make up 6.4% of the population. There, That's a lot of people. That's a lot of anger. That's a lot of coffee. That's a lot. That's a lot of violence, y'all. And I think the federal government knows that. And so I don't really think this will pass. But for me, the, the fact is the the matter of it is that they even thought about that and considered that, you know, there should be a list of priorities that this the government goes down when deciding, you know, who what we need to cut in order to, you know, get a budget and save money. And veterans should be at the very bottom of that list. You know, you start with all the other stuff. And if it come hell comes to high water, we done everything. And we're, you know, we're threat con level 600 men. And we got to we got to save money. We got to cut veterans benefits. If y'all go through all this stuff, including reducing your own money, because none of y'all bastards in Washington ever really had a job and work. And y'all are making all this money off of stocks and insider trading, you know then I'll be okay. But okay. If y'all done that, okay, we'll, we'll go with that, but let's be real. They're not going to cut their own checks and their own lifestyles, but of course they're going to take it from everybody else. That's already sacrificed. And that's my thing. We've already sacrificed for this country. How dare you all consider making us sacrifice twice? How is that right? Like, like, and my buddy told me, he was like, man, what you got to understand about the congressional buddy budget committee He's like, man, they're being counters and they have to justify their existence. And so what they do is they come up with these proposals in order to kind of show like, hey, justifying their their employment. Kind of like what's the movie Office Space? Uh, what is it that you would actually say you do here? So they put together this proposal to one kind of start taxing VA disability for 100 percent veterans and all also all disability, man. And just, I'm like, well, that's crazy. But, you know, I'm like at the same time, I'm like, no, that could be reasonable. Like I said, we sh- that shouldn't even be on the table right now. So they come up with this other thing called the means test. So what they would do is if you're a veteran, you're 100 percent disabled. And that means you, when you're 100 percent disabled, that means you're broke. As we call it in the army, you're a broke dick, man. You <laughs> you're no good. You're not good for you're just in a wheelchair or you got all these issues. Me, I'm 100 percent disabled, but I'm 100 percent employable. I can still work. But that's because as I get older, my issues and ailments are getting worse. Trust me when I tell you, it ain't going to get better, y'all. Like I told you all at the beginning of the show, I'm about to be 39 years old. I wake up with something creaking and popping every day. I ain't going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Show, but So they're saying that if a veteran is married and his spouse have make uh, over $125,000 together, they're going to means test you. So every dollar that you make over that $125,000 combined household, they're going to take away a dollar or excuse me. They're going to take away $2 from every dollar that you make. And eventually you'll be phased out and you will no longer receive the disability payments that you have, that you earned, that you almost died for in service to your country. The same country that said, go fight our battles. We're going to take care of you. The VA's mission, as it said by Abraham Lincoln is to care for him who shall born the battle. 
So why are we trying to abandon the men who have borne the battle in this country? And like I said, I don't think it's going to pass. It's just not going to happen. But my thing is with the federal government, if they can think about it, talk about it, dream about it, they can make it happen. That's what scares me. And, you know, that's why I don't call politicians leaders. Leaders lead from the front. But how dare you, like I said, send us overseas to fight your dirty wars, ask us to sacrifice and then ask us to sacrifice again once we come home. Because you all don't know how to stop spending money and you all don't know how to budget. America definitely needs to get on the Dave Ramsey plan, man. It's a shame, dude. But I'll tell you what, like I said, there's not a lot in this life I'm willing to protest over. But, man, if they come for that 100 percent disability and punish me and my fellow veterans because, hey, we were able to move forward in life after service and we're doing OK. And if you come after that. Or you are going to piss off an entire segment of America and it will be ugly, ugly. A lot of us still know how to do violence, man. And like I said, there's not that's what I said. I'm not a fan of the government at all. Not a fan. I know my FBI agents probably listening and put me on the list. I don't care, man. Y'all are y'all suck at your jobs. Y'all are inept in every way, every way. Y'all don't care about people. You only care about yourselves. And like I said, the fact that you're willing to, you know, take money away from a disabled veteran in a wheelchair that's done more than his time, like some 75 year old Vietnam veteran because him and his wife have done well. You want to take away what you promise you give him? That's a problem. And that's how you start a revolution. But like I said, I'm staying on my P's and Q's about this thing you know, just because like I say we're talking about it. So my attention is on it, but I'm not giving it a whole 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 lot of thought man just because there's just so much going on in the world man i just i can't keep up with it all man it's exhausting i mean you turn on the news you know they got trump getting arrested and being you know indicted in new york city by this george soros funded da this crap bag man and you know it's just like i'm just at a point where i'm like i hear and see this stuff and i'm like i don't care i just don't have the energy to care anymore because it's just so much so much is going on. And you know, it's politics. And I'm just sitting here like, man, what are we really going? What am I going to do about it? What's anybody really going to do about it? You know, so we got that happening. And I understand what people are saying. Well, you got to be, you know, you got to be informed. But, you know, because this is the end of America. And I'm like, bro, it's been the end of America for a long time because we are on a slippery slope. slope. And like I said we're spiritually and morally bankrupt. So all this stuff is happening for a reason, man. And then, you know, you got this whole the BRICS everybody's been talking about. If you don't know what that is, that's you got uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and apparently Saudi Arabia's, Arabia is supposed to be joining. So they're colluding with China to come up with their own dollar, their own economy. And they are trying to take down the U.S. dollar on top of the dollar. And man, like I am not an economist or a guy at all. I don't. I can't even sit here to pretend like I understand all this stuff, but I just understand basically the dollar, the U.S. dollar is the dominant supreme you know, form of currency in the world that everybody and most people use. Yo. But in, a, you know, in America, let's be honest, America has abused that in many ways. America's great, but America ain't perfect, y'all. We have done some horrible things throughout history and take advantages of certain populations. And people are mad and pissed off at us. And people want to see America fall. So all these nations are now coming together to try to start their own little economy, their own dollar. 
And I ain't going to lie, man. When I first saw it, I was just like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? And I hop on, like, my feed, and I see certain people that I know are crazy and unstable. And then all I see is, there's a run on the bank. Go to the bank. Get your money. The whole infrastructure is collapsing. The American dollar is coming down. Oh, my God. It's panic. The sky is falling. And I was like, man, you know what? Every time I see this person on my feed, it's something It's the end of the world. y'all. I, I remember there was this... Uh, this particle thing they did in Europe a while ago, and they said it's going to open up a portal to a, a demon dimension. You know, and I'm just like, are the the Hisman Braxton Bowes or whatever particle accelerator? You know, she was talking about that. I was like, yeah, what the hell is going on? You know, that's all I was like. I, you got to be careful where, you, what, what, and where you give your energy to. You know, and I was reading this thing about the bricks and just kind of like doing a little bit of research on it because I'm not familiar with it. But apparently, this thing has been going on for a long time. And I think apparently, you know, all these nations have recently just made an agreement to start doing this. You know, China's striking deals and with all with, you know, France and India and all this stuff, man. So there's a lot of craziness going on in the world, man. And a lot of this stuff is scary. You know, so when I work these side jobs where I just sit in my car for hours making all this money, you know, I start going down rabbit holes on YouTube and on social media, man. And. Going down rabbit holes is not good. And that stuff does get into your mind and your brain a little bit. And, man, I start researching everything. And I I get a little panic. I get a little feared. And I get a little worried. But the one thing I realize is when I disconnect and detach from that rabbit hole and I take my face out of my freaking phone and I look at the world in front of me, everything's fine. I don't see any of the stuff going on in my direct everyday life. It's, it just doesn't. I'm sure. Yeah. Am I going to be affected by some of it? Of course. But how much of it is really, truly affecting my everyday life? You know, the world's collapsing. Oh, my God. America's failing. Get your dollars out the bank. Yeah, I popped up my account that long ago. Yep, yep, My money's still good. Still in there. You know, that's not to say that it can't happen in the future. And it probably is going to happen at some point in time because no civilization stays on top forever. No civilization. America is great and exceptional, but it is not the exception, especially if we are Bible believing people and believe in the book of Revelations and believe in the return of Jesus Christ. America ain't always going to be here, y'all. Now, when that happens, is it a day from now or two days or three years, 20 years, 100 years? Who knows? Don't know when it's going to happen. But you know what? I'm not going to worry about it right now in this moment in time. I'm working on being present in the moment and in being in reality at the time that I'm in it and just enjoying that moment, man. And, you know, there's just so much going on in the world and I we're all just getting bogged down. man. I mean, every time you pick up your phone, it's just something crazy an alert or just something going on. And like I said, the whole thing, you know, the trans people are taking over. Every time I've hopped on my phone this week, it's been something about trans, trans this, trans that. That's why I say it's not March Madness. It's trans madness. And if you're constantly scrolling on your social media feed, constantly tuning into the news media, you're going to be out here thinking that there's literally like millions of trans people out here in America preparing to take over the country. And you're going to go crazy. You're going to lose your mind. And I was on that verge of that this week. Like, oh, my God, this is well, this is incredible. This is crazy. Like, why is nobody doing anything? Then I took my face out of my phone and I realized, yeah, this stuff's happening. 
you know, there's a trans thing movement going on. It's creating some waves, but it, how how much is it really affecting my life? You know, and I thought about it, man. I thought back to when all this trans stuff really started coming to the forefront years, years ago. And I'm thinking like, man, I don't think I've ever seen or noticed a trans person in the bathroom with me ever since all this happened. You know, that just kind of had me thinking like, man, is this really that big of a deal? Like, I mean, (laughs) it's just something you don't see every day because there's such a small segment of the population. But they are, you know, like I said, they're creating a big ripple and a big wave. But such a small, tiny segment. You got to think about it, man. When you're out in your everyday life, just living your life, not on your phone. How often do you run into trans people? Not often. It's very, very rare, man. But thanks to the media and social media, we're blowing the small segment and population up and propping up on this pedestal, making it seem like it's everyone and everything and everywhere. And it's not. That's not the reality. That's not where we live, man. You know, that in our minds and on social media, it's real and it's everywhere. But it's really not. That's why I want to tell you all, after you get through listening to this podcast, put your phone down, step outside, go for a walk without your phone and just look at the world around you, man. America's still great. America's still beautiful. Yeah, America's got some problems, some medical issues going on, yo, but still a great place to be, man. Like I said, we might not like the trajectory of it, but man, when I wake up every day in my life here in this country and I'm looking around, I'm like, man, life is damn good, y'all. So why should we, any of us, worry about what's going to happen tomorrow? Just live in the moment and enjoy the moment, man. And I know it's it's been a it's been a long podcast coming up on a hour and 36 minutes, but before I go, I want to leave y'all with this quote from the Bible. Well, not quote, a scripture from the Bible. And it's one of my favorite verses that I constantly have to go to. It's from Matthew 6, verse 34. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we all know that, man, living in this current world, each day definitely has a trouble of its own. Just deal with today. Deal with what's in front of you. You control the controllables. All we can control in this current life is ourselves. That's it. Nothing else, man. What will happen will happen. But like I said, for me as a Christian, I don't worry and I don't fear because I know who wins in the end and I know who I have in my corner. And guess what? That makes me smile. and That puts me at ease. All the other stuff I'm worried about and uh, you know stressing over. It ain't nothing to worry about, man, because I know that my home is not here on this earth, but in heaven with my heavenly father, you know, and I'm going to be there one day, but hopefully not soon. But man, one day I'm going to be there. None of this crap down here really matters, man. None of it. It's all man-made garbage to distract us and keep us divided. So don't let it divide us, man. So I'm going to get ready to get out of here after holding y'all here all this time. So thank you all for tuning in to all my new listeners and followers. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you keep coming back. But also, before I get off here, I want to have a special moment of silence for the Louisville Metro Police Department as I want to say we, they, I'm not an officer there anymore, but that's, like I said, still my home, still my people, man. I love my Louisville Metro officers. We lost an officer the other day, Officer Rob Oliver. 
a gentle giant, man, a large black man with an even bigger heart. Man, Rob was a great guy. And Rob was one of the longest serving members of the honor guard for the Louisville Metro Police Department. Man, Rob has led so many officers to their final resting place after they sacrificed their lives for others, for the community. Man, and Rob has been there for all of them. And I've seen Rob at the head of so many caskets and taking care of our fallen officers. And now, unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries from a motorcycle accident on March 29th. And the worst part about it is that same day that he died, it's the same day that we lost Officer Nick Rodman six years ago. You know, I remember being at Nick's funeral those years ago and seeing Rob Oliver there. And how crazy is it that, yet again, another LMPD officer, but more than that, another first division officer succumbing and dying. And it's unreal, man. Absolutely unbelievable, man. And on the same day that we're honoring our fallen brother, Nick Robin, man. Unreal, man. And just when I heard the news that Oliver had passed, it hurt because like, I was such a great guy. Such a nice guy, man. Real true gentle giant. So he's going to be getting buried this week, man. And also, there's just this other weird connection with the first division. We lost another Oliver a couple years ago. We lost Paul Oliver, man, the first division officer. It's just like it's crazy how this whole thing of Nexus is just connected, man. It's just always the first division, something somewhere like the first division is like the hardest hit police division in Louisville. It's it's unreal. And that's why I still say that those are my people. That's my department still, even though I'm not there. I might not like the current trajectory, but my love and support is always with the men and women of the Louisville Metro Police Department. So, you know, I just want to take a moment and have a moment of silence for Officer Rob Oliver of the Louisville Metro Police Department. And also a moment of silence for our fallen brother, Nick Robin, who gave his life in the line of duty six years ago. Rest in peace, fellas. We're definitely going to miss y'all, man. Thank y'all for your, your selfless service and your sacrifice for this community and for this profession in this world and this country, man. The world is definitely in a lesser place without y'all in it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the I Am Pitts podcast. I was on a little hiatus, took a little time. I've been cheating, you know, use, using interviews to kind of step in to give me a break while I'm working all these hours. I hope you all tuned in and enjoyed the interview with Officer John Maddenly. Finally got, got that one. But just to let you know, be on the standby, man. I got a lot more interviews coming up. Got a lot of things I'm working on and doing. So still trying to find that balance with working all these hours and keeping the podcast going. But once again, I just want to thank you all for tuning in and giving me your time. Man, it, it'll it never be a time where I'm going to tell you all, I don't care about y'all. I, I appreciate every last one of you all. Each download, thank you. So do me a favor. Please remember to share the show. Tell your friends to tune in. Tell everybody there's a crazy black dude with a podcast and a potty mouth that don't give a damn. And is not afraid to stand up and speak up and speak his mind. So, like I said, be sure to tell your friends to tune into the podcast. Rate the show if you can. Also, if you want to know why I'm so crazy, buy my book, I Am Pitt's Memoirs of an American Patriot. Hit me up. I'm telling you, man. I, I got a message today that somebody was telling me. 
this book is so good, bro. He's like, I feel like I'm right there with you in all of it. And message made my day, man. So, you know, go to IamPits.com, get you a copy of the book. Drop me an email at IamPits at Yahoo.com if you want a signed copy. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got, man. Thank y'all for tuning in and being with me on this podcast. And as always, I'll see you on the next one.